Hey, I'm Kayla Hansen. And I'm Crystal Blasco. We're sisters, home organizers, coffee, and cocktail lovers, and hosts of this witty show, Well-Ordered, Well-Lived. Grab your favorite beverage and join us as we have fun and curious conversations with ourselves and others about home solutions, family, and reinvesting in new experiences. Let's Let's do do this. Well, well, welcome to this episode of Well-Ordered, Well-Lived. I am Kayla Hansen, and I'm sitting across from my sister and co-host, Crystal Blasco. How are ya? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. I noticed that today we both don't have any makeup on. We are very skin clean. We just... Oh, yeah. Fresh face, bare skin. Well, we do have clothes on, (laughs) bare skin. Oh my gosh. Mm. Well, I think the reason why we're going fresh face is because we have a guest on today that she knows a lot about the largest organ on your body. That's your skin, people. She's a skin guru who specializes in acne skin and anti-aging treatments. She is a result-driven esthetician, priding herself on staying up to date with the latest and greatest treatments, studies, and technology to make sure your skin health and glow is is always on point. You guys, please welcome, hands hands up in the air, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Jessica Falvey. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? Doing really, really well. You know, we had to do a bare skin today because when we're talking to you and getting some answer or questions answered, I'm going to be looking at Crystal and saying, can you look at me right now and tell me, is this my face? Because we're going to we are just like super excited because obviously everybody's skin is different. And so I think it's going to be really interesting and to hear from a real person that specializes in this stuff. Yeah. First of all, anti-aging. That's, that's, I have that's... so many questions about this, <laughs> Jessica. I turned uh, 39 last week. So I feel like I'm in that, um, I keep seeing ads and I'm like, am I, am I in the mature age? Like, do I need mature, um, skincare like products? So uh, please tell me I don't, but Uh, I I do have some questions coming down the pipeline in a, in a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm here for you. I know, but first. Yes, I've got the answers. (laughs) I can't wait. Hopefully it turns back the clock. But but first, um, what are you sipping on today? I have got a hibiscus berry tea. Oh, I think I may. I know what that one is. I think it's so delicious. Or at least anything. uh, Yeah, yeah, hibiscus anything. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm. I've got our um, just our in-house standard passion tea. Mm-hmm. That's also my favorite. Mm-hmm. I am going with a kombucha. I Ooh. I know some people hate it, and I mean, there's one time that I really hated it, and it was when I mixed <laughs> too much vodka with it. And oh, yeah. oh. remember that? That was that Thanksgiving I don't, but that or Christmas. Like I can't believe that's even was like a cocktail mix. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> You just leave it to me. But anyway, (laughs) that's what we're all sipping on. Okay, so let's get into it. While we have you on this episode, we want to get to know you. Actually, I really want to get to know you. So Jessica, so tell us like how, I mean, you have your own spa. Where are you located? I mean, we know, but tell the the people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm in Lafayette, California. I'm in the Bay Area. 
Um, I don't own the current spa. I'm from San Diego, and that's where I own okay, the two okay. spas. But now I'm in Northern California. I switched it up a that's few awesome. years ago. So how was life for you this past year up there? Glad that you got uh, out of Southern California. We were completely oh. shut down. Yeah, we were, we were shut down. Um, it was kind of stop and go. So I think all of 2020, I worked a total of four months or something. But it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it really like helped me build up like an online platform. And I was able to do virtual consultations and like connect with clients all over the country, which mm-hmm. is really cool. That's something you could, can't do in no. spa. Oh my gosh. I was looking at all that stuff and I'm like, okay, first of all, you have facials in boxes, which is fantastic. So mm-hmm. that's how you go through, you You actually prefer a virtual consult and then you kind of prescribe or put together this mix that is for each individual, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So you'll first fill out a skin quiz, which is kind of like basic things so I can get to know your skin. If I have any questions, I'll obviously email and ask them. I normally ask for photos of your skin bare face. So I can, a lot of people don't really know what their skin issues are. They think it's one thing, but it's mm-hmm. really something else. So I like photos. And then, yeah, I just completely customize everything in the box. So what would you, if you had to describe sort of like you're an esthetician and sort of what does that entail? I think for the most part, we all are familiar with that skincare, right? So is that correct? Or is mm-hmm. it, do you do, is it skincare, not pre- but um, trying to make up for it, like not like how I say it, I have mature skin. So it's a proactive, proactive oh. or reactive. I was lost my words there. Things like that. So is that is that all encompassing or what exactly? How would you define it? Just a, a basic rundown of what it is an esthetician would do for somebody. So if they if they just were looking you up, thinking maybe that they might need to seek your services, what are some things that you help with? So it's really anything. Um, any So there's a huge difference between dermatologists and estheticians. Dermatologists study more diseases. So they're going to help you better with like rosacea and eczema and you know, skin cancer, obviously things that are out of my scope. With me, I specialize personally in acneic skins and anti-aging. So acne is pretty easy to understand, just acne. Um, but anti-aging, I either work with people preventatively, so helping them prevent you know wrinkles, or I help them stimulate cell turnover to start to turn oh, back that. that's that was my um <laughs> let's get into it why I, waste any time yeah. I mean we're not getting any I younger know. here so, so let me let me just tell you this. what I did during COVID and you can tell me if I'm on the right so again I turned 39 last week and I I made it a goal for myself to have like try to have good skin like leading up to my 40s I mean COVID was a, a blessing in disguise because I got to not wear makeup every day for work I really really feel like I worked on my skin a whole lot during this past year but the one thing that I took up tell me if you agree or if I just got Instagram fooled but I have been shaving my face yay or nay to that (laughs) is that like good Kind of in the middle. Um, there's a huge difference between shaving and dermaplaning. I think there's a lot. Let's talk about that. Okay, good. Yes. So shaving. I mean, it's not bad. You're not damaging your skin by any means. Um, but it's really just removing the velvet hair, so like the baby mm-hmm. buzz all over. Um, it does help, like product penetrate deeper. It, you know, okay. it is not bad. Dermaplaning is a little different. It uses a medical grade surgical knife and it basically exploits layers of dead skin off of your face. So there's a huge difference. Only licensed professionals can do dermaplaning. So with dermaplaning, how would you compare that to a um, like a chemical peel? Because doesn't a chemical peel kind of do the same thing where or I've had those and then I feel like a couple days later, you know, your skin is, it, it's a little dry or it's mm-hmm. recovering because they've taken that 
that layer off. Is that the same thing or are those different? Kind of. So chemical peels will use a mix of different chemicals to help target anything you're trying to target. Dermaplaning is truly just an exfoliation. So I, I mean, you can even do dermaplaning and then a chemical peel afterwards. And how often should you do either one of those? Dermaplaning, you can probably do every four oh, to wow. six weeks. And then chemical peels, there's a peel season. So it really depends on where you live. Here, we really only do them between October and March just because the summers are too hot. And if you do a chemical peel and even just walking to your car, you can cause a bad no reaction. No way. I that. never wow. knew. That's great information. That's super great. For Right when you said that, I thought, oh, yeah, it's a season for somebody's life. Like their huh. cycle of the you know the month no. so it's, it's actually an environmental peel season based on where you live and what it can do exactly yeah and just because i mean i have clients who will beg me please just do a peel right now and i'm like no it's 105 degrees outside i'm not letting you walk your car with this on your face that's crazy <laughs> those are some intense people right there yeah we'll have to oh, um no. <laughs> so that's based on temperature mainly it is, yeah. Basically just temperature because even just your body getting hot can cause a fault, a bad reaction. So really you want to do it in cooler months. Okay, that's really good to know. I wasn't sure about so that. So you you mentioned, you know, removing the dead skin. I had heard some myth mm-hmm. that some dead skin on your face is actually good because it's almost like a skin barrier protectant of some sort. Is this is this true or false? That is mm. false. Um, your skin has seven layers. It's split up between the dermis and epidermis. Your epidermis is the top two layers and you, to keep the youthful, bright, healthy looking skin, you want to keep your epidermis as healthy as possible. And so if you have just a bunch of dead skin, that's when you start to look dull and it kind of slows down the collagen and elastin production in your skin. So you really don't want dead okay. skin. <laughs> okay. Of, of those seven layers, this is, I love all this stuff. Of those seven layers, what, what layer is taken off of dermaplaning the just the top one just the top one yeah to get into the dermis that's when you're really starting to play with like lasers and things Ooh, like and that. then if somebody were to i'm thinking of somebody <laughs> air quotes <laughs> somebody <laughs> were to asking do, for a friend asking huh for a friend we got lots of calls on this let me just <laughs> answer this question for everybody oh my gosh if somebody were to start laser treatment is that sort of something that once you start, you can't stop? No, not at all. Typically, you'll want to do maybe one or two sessions. It varies per person and mm-hmm. on their skin. And then it's kind of just a maintenance thing. It's good to do it maybe once a year after that. Do you have a favorite peel or procedure or something that you do for clients? Um, My favorite treatment, I really love, we have a chemical peel. It's called the Triple Transformation Peel. It targets literally everything under the sun. It gives really great results. I think that one's amazing. And then I am really loving the hydrofacials right now. It really does. It's an all-in-one facial. It does everything you can think of. What exactly, what is that? What are the benefits? Can you describe what that actual facial is? Because that's that's pretty popular in our area right now. Yeah, yeah, it's super popular. So it uses a vortex fusion. So the first step of it is it does a super deep clean. It exfoliates the top layer of your skin. And then it does a very light peel. So it does like a glycolic and salicylic acid-based peel. Super light. There isn't any downtime or anything like that. It does extractions. And then after that, it reloads kind of your pores with antioxidants and peptides. And it just reveals, it just, you look glowing. You look so good. And at the end of it, you get to see your little jar with all of the junk that was in your pore. No. (laughs) I think I'm going to get one, though. Oh, my gosh. That's probably your favorite part of the job, isn't it? (laughs) 
that is what I just my favorite oh part. My. And then clients are like, why are you staring at it so much? I'm like, because we'll look at it. Okay, so oh, wait, Jess, we did, we did hop forward. I got so excited about some of the questions that we were already kind of diving into. Let's back it up. Uh-oh. Sorry about that. Um, if we could chat real quick about maybe your background and why do you love this so much and how how did you get started? And let's talk about that a little bit. So in high school, I started to get really bad acne. It was cystic acne. I had it for years. I finally went and got my hormones checked, figured out the culprit of it. And I just realized, like, I know the effect it took on me and how much it affected my confidence and my esteem and self-esteem and everything like that. So I was just like, this is what I need to learn. And I've been in the beauty industry since I was like 18 doing spray tans. And I was like, hmm, this will work <laughs> out. So I decided to go to school for it. And I kept spray tanning while I was in aesthetic school. I had a location in La Jolla. And then when I finished school, I kind of started talking to clients like, would you be interested in other services? And they were like, yeah, of course. So it just kind of expanded from there. And then I was young. I was like 21, 22. And I started to get kind of bored. So I started to play around in other things that we can do in this industry with our license. And I really just, I kept going back to focusing on acneics and anti-aging. It's just I think I'm a result-driven person. I want to see a change in the skin. So I just kind of... You stand on that. Yeah, that is my gosh. I mean, you say on I I found this. I loved it. Invest in your skin. It will represent you for a long time. And that is so true. It's like people just either they say like, I don't have an AM PM routine. And all this Mm -hmm. stuff is so expensive. And it's just like, actually, you don't have to buy the most expensive stuff. I mean, obviously, you found what what works for you. And I mean, you help people with that. But it's so true. It's like, this is just like what people with teeth or whatever it's like that's the forefront of what people see the most and then you said go ahead I I just compare it to you know working out you take care of your body take care of your skin and I've heard a million times oh I don't have time for it I I for sure have a very extensive skincare (laughs) routine and it's not something I recommend to everybody but that's just me because I'm crazy but I've timed it and it takes me four minutes so I'm just like if you can't take four minutes at the end of your day then there's some other reevaluating yeah to do. absolutely I mean I think four minutes is nothing if anything that's like a good winding down time mm-hmm. getting ready for bed mm-hmm. and stuff wait exactly. so I had a question so you did got into all of this for you which I I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Were you, I mean, do you get grossed out by some of the stuff that you see though? Because working on somebody else's skin is a little bit different than working on your own. And how did you realize that you had the stomach for some of that stuff maybe that you would see? <laughs> Yeah, I really don't get grossed out by it. I don't know. I've never have. I was like kid watching like pimple popping videos on YouTube. Like I love Dr. Pimple Popper. It just never grossed me out. That is crazy. Thank God for you, Jess. Yeah, thank thank God God there are people like you because (laughs) I, that's the strangest thing for me that 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 was so popular. I mean, it probably still is popular, but I I always wonder if I'm going to get a facial and then I'm like, do they think that like my skin is like the grossest they've ever seen? No, definitely not. I'm always so much more excited when somebody comes in and I'm like oh yeah there's a lot I can take out here <laughs> oh that's <laughs> like awesome. extraction is your favorite <laughs> yeah I definitely love extraction oh my gosh <laughs> that's the worst part <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's good to know. I would imagine that probably most, that makes me feel better because I actually get a lot of facials. So I would I would assume that most estheticians are like you or else, you know, again, like how could you stomach doing it? So that makes me feel better that I'm like, okay, well maybe yeah. if I, like my skin is broke out right now, mm. I'm like their, their dream client. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see her, her side Exactly. It. Yeah. It's kind of like going to the doctor. They're never going to be grossed out about, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah. Going I've on, seen so. it all. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about AM, PM routines. So if somebody, like you said, you mm-hmm. have an extensive skincare routine, but if somebody were just starting out, I mean, I know that you said that there's quizzes that you, that you send somebody and they, they give you their photos. And so they're, they're it's not a one size fits all, but if there was some sort of generic ish steps like what would what would be some of the first steps that you would encourage somebody to start with for for taking care of their skin yeah the first thing is is you definitely need to have an am and a pm compare routine in the morning you can keep it pretty simple you know wash your face moisturizer Mm. spf even if you're oily you still need a moisturizer because the reason you're so oily is because your skin is making up for what the moisture it's lacking that's Mm. why it's doing that so moisturizer no matter what, and then SPF always. And then your PM, you always want to do a double cleanse. So I like to describe it as the first cleanse takes off the day. The second is actually washing, washing your face. And then I love retinol. I think everyone needs to be using a retinol. So I use a retinol and then a moisturizer. Okay. I'll go to sleep. If you're going to keep it super basic, that is what Okay, I have never used a retinol before okay. is this like a vitamin a thing i mean i know nothing is it a serum it's a vitamin a yes and you'd only want to use it at night because it can make your skin pretty photosensitive but it is so spf retinol and vitamin c are the products to keep you young Ooh. forever <laughs> they there's nothing like those sounds like a market. great cocktail so, love it <laughs> yes <laughs> so i need to get myself on on that train right there with retinol you always want to start low and slow so i always tell people to do it at a really low percentage start you know once or twice a week because your skin is going to get a little dry from it so you want to really ease your skin into it and then work your way okay, up to so if it day. is dry it's still good to still put moisturizer on it I mean, if she's saying like the retinol could dry your face out a little bit, but you're still wanting to put moisturizer on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You want to I'm new to this game. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I do the double cleanse at night. Mm-hmm. I, I do the double cleanse at night. I don't wash in the morning with soap. I just do water. Should I be washing with soap? I mean, my skin is actually really good. So I kind of want to listen to my skin. Um, is that, mm-hmm. is that kind of like personal? Like why? It, it depends. If you wore retinols the night before, yes, you need to wash your face mm. next day because you don't want to go out into the sun with that on. At least rinse your face in the morning. Definitely do that. But it, it can be a preference. If you're somebody who's acne prone or really dry, then I would definitely say to wash your face in the we morning. We touched a little bit on how important like SPF is, obviously. And we know that there's makeups mm-hmm. out there that have SPF, but that is not fully covering. You should still be adding SPF on top of that, right? You should. I was reading a case study from a dermatologist and he said that any moisturizer with SPF or any makeup with SPF, you have to apply it. I think it's like 11 Ooh. times to get the full dose you need okay, of that's SPF. Realistic. So I highly yeah. doubt anybody's in there doing that no. 11 times. No. I barely put SPF on my body when I'm outdoors, like when you're supposed to, because you just get so busy, you know? Okay, that's important. That's a, mm-hmm. one that I actually really need to take an account of. Of not only this retinol, but like using SPF way more. I mean, Crystal, you tell me all the time. Yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, hot. You need to do it. Yeah, you. Do. We, we have fair skin already. Yeah. SPF mm-hmm. is super big. 
I think it's 11 minutes of sun exposure does more damage to your body than it can repair in one day. Just 11 minutes. Oh my gosh. That's scary. This isn't a PSA for everybody. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, it, the sun is so damaging. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working with. Um, not only anti-aging, but I'm working on like re- reversing some sun damage and I don't know if anything can be reversed. I feel like I used to work at a tanning salon in college, which is the the coolest thing back then. It's the most embarrassing thing yeah. today. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. And so now, I mean, probably for the past, I would say good, good 10 years, I've been really, I mean, I cover up on vacation. Like I don't like the sun at all just because I, I have fair skin and I burn. Can you re- reverse sun damage or is there a level like you just said to where every 11 minutes in the sun can't even be repaired via day you know is there a point where it's like gosh you've taken off a lot of the layers or there's been a lot of sun damage I know you're not quite in the dermatology scene but can you reverse all sun so you can you can it's hard with dark spots because you can never get them to fully go away but you can control them better so you can lighten them you can yeah you can do things like that um that's when you start getting into that's what chemical peels are really great for you would want to add like a lightning product to your routine and yeah stay out of the sun we'll just yeah. make it worse my so. other thing <laughs> like this is crystal still <laughs> asking all the questions but for her like so-called friend, no friend. but i feel like i'm doing a really good psa people who are listening yes. so i think that i've gotten yeah. my face under control i think that I mean, I had some scarring from high school, but I think I've gotten everything under control. The thing that I've been noticing lately is I feel like the front of my neck is like a little crepey. And so I don't know what to do about that. I don't feel like... um you know, I've done like all of the jade rollers, you know, everything to like stimulate everything. And I even have one of those micro or hydrosonic kind of little metal things that go across your face. You know, I've got like every single tool and technology. <laughs> I really do. And I enjoy it. But um, I just, I'm, I'm thinking that the kind of like neck stuff is, is that an age thing or is that a sun thing? Your face starts at your hairline and it ends at your neck. So bring everything down your neck and chest because as you age, you can take the best care in the world of your face, but your neck, your hands, and your chest are going to give it away. So you need to bring everything you're doing on your face down to you. I about died because I thought you said nips and then Crystal goes, no, she really did. (laughs) Crystal just pointed at her nips and I'm like, did she say nips or did the phone just cut out? So... Um, that's hilarious. Got it. Got it. Okay. Caroline down to nips. Got that? Head, shoulders, nips and shoulders. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. So yeah, I think that you're hundred percent right is the hands and the neck. Yeah. The neck gets tricky. I feel like we neglected yeah, a lot. Definitely. I don't moisturize all the way down to that. Oh, you don't? No. So now I'm going to take it all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what helps with that? Is that going to be laser? Like, will laser help with that to sort of, like, tighten that? Um, Are you talking about more Yeah, like, tightening? I feel like, like, like the creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Radio frequency would be really great for that that helps tighten and firm the skin there's also there's two products i've tried that i've actually noticed a difference that you it's like a moisturizer that you can use on that area to help okay. tighten it back what up is that product <laughs> <laughs> so the one <laughs> there's a one from skin medica i think it's called like neck firm or 
it's something along those lines. And then there's one from Image and it's called Cellulith. You can use that one all over your body. I have clients who use it, you know, on their bottom for cellulite and use it on their arms and all Whoa, over. Oh, we're Either one okay. of those are good. We're going to have to get the um, the correct spelling and all that, and we'll link that in show notes oh, because absolutely. that's going to be a good <laughs> I wanted to ask about silk pillowcases. Are those really helpful at preventing wrinkles? Thanks. They are, yeah. And, I mean, it's best to sleep on your back because you sleep on your side, you're smashing your face for, you know, eight hours a night or however long mm-hmm. you're sleeping. Um, but this still kind of helps alleviate that and prevents acne and, uh, and wrinkles. And also cotton holds a lot mm-hmm. of bacteria. It's something like if you don't wash your things after three days of not washing your pillowcase, it has more bacteria than a public Ooh, toilet seat. Wait, so wait, I missed, wait, <laughs> hold on. If you don't wash every, your cotton pillowcase every three days. It'll have more bacteria than a public toilet How public seat. is this toilet seat, you don't do you think? Do you think like a Starbucks or, like you know. Like a John? <laughs> <laughs> One that sits outside. That is disgusting. So silk is a little bit better as far as that goes. It doesn't hold as much bacteria as oh a cotton will. Well, I got to break those out because I actually did <laughs> ask for those one year for Christmas and I got them and they said they're really hard to get. I wonder why. They are. Well, I think so. I I have some. I don't know if they're the right kind though, because I feel like there's. I, I mean, I got them from Amazon, but I think there's like silk, silk, and I don't know oh. if these are because I've seen the expensive brands, and so mine weren't crazy expensive. So I'm wondering if I even have the right kind. And my husband's like, I don't like them because they're they're loud. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> He's like, I just feel like they make a lot of They're noise. <laughs> like, have you taken the plastic off of them? No, I don't. I From think the... he's okay. Yeah, I don't. Doesn't right. make any sense. I still use them, but then I was just like, well, I mean, I feel like I can be suckered into buying a lot of stuff sometimes. So I'm like, am I just falling for an Amazon or uh, Instagram ad here? No, I definitely keep using them. I don't know why they're so yeah, loud. No, I don't. He, I don't really give weight to that uh, response. So we, we're still going to keep them in rotation. And so, okay, so let's move on from maybe like the actual everyday skincare and talk a little bit more about, I guess, like the acneic skin. I mean, I'm sorry, I meant pro- move away from, from the product um, and talk more about the acneic skin. You know, I think people suffer from adult acne. Is this all hormonal? Is this tied to food and gut? Or how else can, you know, we be proactive on keeping keeping the acne at bay? It really varies per person. Your face is essentially a mirror to what's going on internally. So when I see a client, I can base where their breakouts off, base off of, is it hormonal? Is it diet? Is it a liver problem? Is it dairy? Is it I can kind of figure out is that you're not washing your pillowcases or washing your phone enough or things like that. So it really varies per person. Hormonal acne is probably the most common. And when that happens, I, I get them on a good routine. And if there isn't a difference in, you know, a few treatments, I suggest getting your hormones checked okay. by a doctor. And so on the hormonal acne, if somebody comes in and is it because like it's in a particular place? Because I feel like 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 yeah jawline. your jawline oh, mm-hmm. that's where mine was growing up in yep. high school yeah so that could be birth control that could be it could be a few different things it could be you're turning 15 and hitting puberty mm-hmm. and all so that, t- like but. so t-zone and all of that stuff and like you're like that's just typical everyday kind of environmental oily things mm-hmm. but if it's on a certain area of your face that's going to be hormonal yes yep it'll be How your jawline do i know what kind of skin i have so there's normal oh, yeah. combination, oily, and I know like combination is probably the most common. Yeah. 
Um, basically by your pore size. So if your pores are really, really small, you're drier. And if your pores are bigger, you're oilier. And if your combination, you know, your T-zone will have bigger pores than like the outside oh, of your and face. And there's pore minimizer out there, right? I mean, because you don't really want big Yeah, what, pores, do, I, what do your pores right? do? Um, first of all, you're, you're born with a natural pore size, pore size. It will never change. You can't make them bigger or smaller. That's what they are. When they are congested, they will appear larger. So I think it's a pore minimizer is kind of a fraud. <laughs> There's no such thing as shrinking pores. You can't open or close them. They're not okay. doors. That's probably the biggest misconception with oh, pores. so when like makeup or anything product-wise says, this will minimize your pores, they're lies. But yeah, what definitely. do they do for you? Like, do they help with sweat? Or why Why are they, why do we need them? <laughs> yeah, so they'll excrete like the bacteria and oil like naturally produced in your skin. So we definitely need them and everything. But when they're congested, you know, if there's like, a layer of dead skin over them and they can't push out what they need to push out then that's how you get breakouts that's how you get blackheads and whiteheads okay. and all of that and then what about the pore strips like going talking about blackheads and oh my god no <laughs> okay well is this the same no, then for like the charcoal <laughs> cleanser because i use charcoal cleanser so the with the strips what it is is it's it's ripping your skin. So it's tearing so your skin. So she's dermaplaning. And you can cause some long-term, <laughs> yeah. But you can cause some long-term damage with those. Jeez. <laughs> what would you say, Jessica? Like, what's your your clients? Are they typically male or female? Or do you have a hybrid? I have a hybrid, which is really interesting. When I talk to other estheticians, they don't really have a big male clientele base. But I do. I've started to notice a big increase in that, which mm-hmm. I love. I think that that's... I wonder if that's a from their spouses maybe getting into it so much. I feel like everything that I have at home, Probably. Ryan's like, let me try that. I think, can I put that on my face? Mm-hmm. And then I talk to him like, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm like, oh, like this will help with cell turnover, you know. And I have all these things in my in my um, bathroom. And he's like, yeah, let me, maybe I should put some of that on. We had a friend over this past weekend and he was telling Ryan that he looked like he had wisdom in his eyes because he had wrinkles. Oh, and so no. he was asking Ryan, maybe you should start using an eye cream. <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, I'm laughing because I I was saying it like jokingly, but I feel like in a weird way, guys are um, much more sensitive to the aging. I mean, women, I feel like have this upkeep kind of their whole life, right? So we, as, as girls, you know, like you said, we went tanning. We've always like colored our hair from high school on. And so it's always kind of been something for the girls and the guys can just jump in the shower and use soap, shampoo, conditioner, all in one shower shower gel you know yes Three and one. Three and one, yeah. And now that they're getting older, now they're doing a lot of sort of reacting. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I need to turn back the clock here. And um, I think it's cool. I think I I love it. I mean, Ryan goes to get facials and pedicures and he he loves all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's great. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your skin. not a female thing yeah, it's for everybody agreed. and so i i high five you wives or girlfriends or ladies out there you know sisters who are like encouraging the males to do that because it is it's such a powerful thing i mean one okay vanity so like you said your your self-esteem and you, but but it is such mm-hmm. a health thing i mean sunscreen is so important and how many times growing up you know I mean, our brother or everybody's just like, just doesn't work. Ryan still doesn't wear as much sunscreen as I would like him to. Mm. But I think, neither does Eric, your Let's husband. Let's not even bring that up because I actually do have a question. Because <laughs> um, what do you know about lips? Like, <laughs> because Eric is so against chapstick. He hates when I wear it. And I'm like, um, I don't like when my lips are burnt. 
Um, what I mean, yes. he thinks it's a crack. I think it, <laughs> it it helps. What are your thoughts? No, your lips can definitely burn, and you know, as we age, I I've seen clients with like kind of like soggy lips, and that's sun damage, or it's from smoking. Oh, it's one of the okay. two. You definitely want to use something with SPF on your lips, so chapstick or whatever it okay, is. Well, yeah, <laughs> chapstick is a good you. thing. Jeez, I already have like basically thin lips as it is I don't want them to go away anymore (laughs) just what if people don't want to um they want good skin and they want Mm -hmm. to take care of their skin but for whatever reason they just don't want to put chemicals or product you know I'm sure there are natural routes I know fruit there's there's like fruit facials or things or like you know that they're um, really strong Mm -hmm. and heavy in antioxidants what are some not eco-friendly but I guess you know, more safe for your skin, like a healthier version than kind of some of these chemicals. Does does that exist? So yes Mm -hmm. and no. Um, I have a lot of clients asking for like the more natural route as far as skincare goes. Um, I always ask them what that means to them because in the world of cosmetic chemistry, there is no such thing as natural. There's no definition of it. It's not regulated. Anybody can put that label on their product and say it's natural. I mean, water is a chemical, so nothing is ever chemical free. That's just not what a thing. Um, when a, so there are a few lines that I do think give good results with being, you know, more clean. I guess um, Image has an hormetic line that I think is just really good, and that's based on more, you know, clean ingredients. The natural thing I always kind of just tell people too. I'm like, okay, well, you know, poison ivy is natural. Are you gonna rub that on your yeah. face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, no, that makes sense. You know, these have been formulated mm-hmm. for years and years, and they're stabilized, and they're meant to. So the alternative things. is just like nothing. The alternative is just or yeah, you you if, do. If you, you wanted vitamin C. Are you saying not to cut an orange and just wipe like just completely <laughs> cover your whole? I face? am saying that. <laughs> yes, okay, I am I, definitely I, saying I, that. I, don't do okay. that. <laughs> it will be too acidic, and it will. Can mm-hmm. burn your skin. Vitamin C is an ingredient that needs to be stabilized. It's real. Vitamin C is an incredibly hard serum for companies to develop, just because it's super tricky. I mean, and that's why vitamin C serums are a little more expensive, is because they have to put in a lot more work okay. into them. Mm-hmm. Worth it though. Yeah. And how? Yes, how definitely worth long, it. You know, we've talked about keeping the skin, you know, clean and all the the product. Uh, how should how often should your skin breathe you know like could you should you go without wearing anything or does that matter if you're doing like the right cleansing and the, you're taking care of it you sh- you can wear makeup every day or you know I imagine it's like you, you, can. you can yeah as long as you have a good skincare routine I mean you can wear makeup your your skin doesn't have a respiratory system it's not breathing oh. so it won't really affect it as long as you have That's a good, good routine. Because I always think like, okay, I won't wear makeup on the weekends. Well, back when I was working, you know, won't wear it on the weekends and mm-hmm. like, let my skin breathe. I always heard that. Mm. That's that's funny. You say there's no – that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That is a phrase I've heard a lot of times. It's like the client will get a facial and they'll say, oh, should I let my skin breathe or can I put makeup on? I'm like, no, you're totally fine. Your skin's breathing. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's so much we don't know. There really is. And so what's one of the most frustrating things that that you want to tell people that would help 
would help them and, um, you know, like, hey, don't take this into your own hands, like go see a professional or, hey, it's fine, like start drinking water or, or like what is something that you would encourage people that maybe they don't know that but that you wish people would, would do on their own because it is a lot. It can be overwhelming. What I think is like the most important for people to remember is YouTube star she might have found out the perfect routine for her, but there's no guarantee it's working for you. You need a fully customized routine for yourself by somebody licensed to do so. And skincare is 80% home care because you're touching your face, you know, two, three times a day. That's going to have more power over any facial you get, any treatment you ever get. So invest in a really good home care routine is good. And I know it seems like a lot to just like go in and buy all new products. So I suggest just easing into it like, oh, you're out of cleanser. Okay, so now buy the one that the esthetician recommended for you. Oh, you're out of moisturizer. Now start, you know, slowly replacing them to what is designed for I think for that's great skin. advice. And I really like, you're so, so right on the bio-individuality. We talk about that so often with, you know, diets and like what are we eating and somebody's mm-hmm. body reacts different to being vegan versus, you know, being paleo or needing protein in a different format. Um, yeah. And so your skin being the largest organ is no different. So I think that that's such a huge thing. And I need to remember that more often because I feel like I buy like, oh, this person, this, they're saying this, let me buy that and try it on my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge, there's a lot going on on TikTok with like skincare trends and Sometimes I read it or see it and I'm just like, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This has been very, very interesting. And you have helped us clear up um, (laughs) what we need to start doing. And I am really looking forward to getting my routine down Mm because I really need to spend a little bit of time. You said four minutes? I got four minutes, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I can do it. I can do it when. (laughs) eight. I'll top that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so is there anything to come? Like you, like we talked about, uh, you have your facials in a box, got new packaging coming out for that. Is there anything else going on? I'm hoping to start bringing in skincare tools onto the online okay. shop. So hopefully those are here this summer. I'm thinking like cold rollers, jade rollers, things okay. like that. That's cool. That's kind of my next little venture. Okay. Wait, with those jade rollers, should you keep those in the freezer? I like to. I think it feels nicer. It doesn't, you know, do anything crazy, but I think okay. it feels right. nice. So I got one thing right. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, this has been so, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to talk with us. And I'm going to say that sure. people can also follow you on your Instagram at skinspiredbyjess. And then also your website is skinspiredbyjess. And we'll throw that in the show notes so that people can find that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody seek out Jess. And you just heard us ask a ton of questions. Hopefully we answered. Um, some of those were also in in your head as well. We answered some of those, but if not, hit Jess up. She's a wealth of knowledge. And Jess, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Talk to you soon. All right, thank you. See ya. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. 